0: Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, your twice-weekly podcast about the podcast Too Beautiful to Live. In Pawtucket, Rhode Island, I'm Bobby Pape, and joining me for this Monday recap edition of the show in Manchac, Texas, Mike Frizzell. Good morning, Mike.
1: Good morning, Bobby.
0: You'll have to remind me, I've forgotten the long name of your studio again.
1: It is Deer Blind Studios in the mountain room of the Manchac Estates in Texas.
0: And it's only a matter of weeks before it's brought to you by K-Jewelers through the end of December. Sure. Uh, And a special Monday treat for you. Joining us from Linwood, Washington, the nice lady, Christy Wise. Good morning, Christy. Hello. Christy, we've pulled you back in for a recap because Meredith's been traveling and Anne's in Lisbon. More on that in a few minutes. We're going to start by running through some LRB business followed by how you can get involved uh, and in fact, we'll even recap the last week of TBTL in the middle, because I just said those things out of order. We'll do all that <laughs> in housekeeping in some order or another, starting with LRB Business. The Friday show, if you haven't listened yet, please do. This one's near and dear to my heart, because listener Bet in Buffalo came on, our official one-time Simpsons correspondent. Mike joined me while we nerded out about Buffalo, and he ogled uh, Beef on Weck from uh, many- <laughs> Schwabbles. sure did. Uh, She brought us the episode where Andrew and Phyllis went bowling, and so for nothing else, just listen back for that. It's a long one because we put the whole Andrew and Phyllis episode in. We just couldn't find a place to cut it, so it's a long one but a good one, and I encourage you to listen back. Also in business, uh, we haven't mentioned it very often, but uh, some of you remember that you can still help us get out of a couple of jams by making a donation to the show – And uh, listener Sandy Burnett just did that recently, so thank you. She got us out of a few jams, actually, uh, and we're extremely grateful. We just had a business meeting a couple of weeks ago. I think I mentioned it on the last recap. Um, And uh, it's the donations of things like uh, getting us out of this with a little bit of jam money that helps us pay for things like hosting the show and putting it all out there. Uh, We all put a little bit of our own time and money into it as well, but it helps offset the cost of something that, uh, well, you know. This, this thing that we love to make. So thank you so much for that.
2: Thank
1: you, Sandy.
0: You can find that at LittleRedBandwagon.com. We've got some personal updates, starting with Christy. We haven't heard you on a recap in a while. So uh, how's life?
2: Oh, uh, pretty good.
0: Ex- except for everything that's happened.
2: Except for every single thing that's happened. Um, so just work. We're doing this big move. We're being forced to move like two blocks up the street. And I'm kind of project managing it with a giant corporation that is terrible so um, that's pretty interesting but in the meantime um, we got in a car accident on election night last year thanks Trump and um, I was in a lot of pain and we found out about a month ago that I have a complete torn rotator cuff So I did physical therapy for two months and it didn't, nothing worked. It actually got worse. Mm. So I was told last week that I have to get surgery. So in the middle of this big move, I have to get surgery, which means I can't drive for six to 12 weeks. I have to sleep sitting up. Um, I have to stay home. Which isn't so bad. Um, Maybe one to two weeks, but then after that, type with my keyboard lengthwise (laughs) and like (laughs) with with the thing, and um, try to do my job. Which I do a lot of lifting with my job, so that's going to be pretty interesting. I
0: have an urgent question: If you're out of the office for two weeks, who's going to make sure that there's enough Lacroix and snacks in the office?
2: I know know. that's that's the creamer
1: situation could could get.
2: Well, you know the story about the creamer, right? Yes, yes. When the guy came up and he was like, "I I hope this isn't true, but we're out of creamer," and like, as if it was like this, like the whole building was on fire or something. Right? It's
1: it's it's unobtainium to him.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And and then one time, they all went through about fifty K cups in one day, like less than let like half the day and they were all like what w- what are we going to do about caffeine and one lady said it's almost as if there isn't a coffee shop in the bottom of our building right and
1: there everywhere is. else everywhere <laughs> around you
2: right. yeah within a one block radius we have three starbucks and a and a coffee shop in our building i'm sorry so-
0: what is this mm-hmm. starbucks <laughs>
2: never mm-hmm. heard of it it's a local place oh, okay <laughs> Um, so on almost the one year anniversary of our car accident, uh, it was like a year plus two days. Uh, another person rear ended us on our way home on I five. So I don't know what more I can do with a bright white car, um, to make it <laughs> so people don't hit it. But yeah. <laughs> luckily this one, no one got hurt. It was a light tap, um, He, The guy who hit us said, I don't think anything's wrong with it. And Jeremy said, I think we're going to have someone that's actually qualified to know Mm -hmm. that. (laughs) So that's, that's my personal updates.
0: I do think that's the biggest marker of being an adult because, you know, if somebody bumped me when I was 20 years old driving my piece of shit Pontiac. And I would just be like, yeah, why don't we all just go our separate ways? This is going to cost yeah. money. But now mm-hmm. I'm an adult. And I'm like, no, fuck you. I'm calling my insurance company. Yeah. Right.
2: <laughs> yeah. When I, I pay for that insurance and also I'm still making car payments. Right. <laughs> if that's the case, I'm getting it fixed.
0: Right. <laughs> well, uh, Christy, best of luck with the surgery. I'm sure you'll keep us posted. And uh, yeah. we're glad that you're able to to – ease the pain long enough to do the recap with us this week yes
1: thank you
2: <laughs> yeah yeah um i'll just be uh drugged up in a lawn chair for two weeks so mm. it actually to come visit me <laughs> it
0: sounds delightful it sounds like when we used to podcast with matt Baca.
1: <laughs> heyo
2: uh
0: mike you've got some updates for us too
1: well yeah my my world is very small not a lot happens uh to me and, and for me right now while I'm um, trying to uh, get toward another um, prosthetic limb so that I can be ambulatory again. But uh, Emily had a birthday um, last week, and <clears throat> I know I know you all know that uh, I've recently become sort of obsessed with the show Shark Week. Um, they play three old episodes on CNBC every night and i dvr them and i watch them mike the i hate to sharpshoot you mike.
0: but i think you mean yeah. shark tank not shark week right oh sorry yeah.
2: shark tank yeah you're right Thank <laughs> it's you. always shark week at mike's house yeah exactly
0: yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no i i've
1: never actually seen any shark week shows i'm i'm scared of sharks but not these <laughs> sharks because it's um like cullen's always quizzing me about um the television i, I watch and and he is mm-hmm. like He's like, I thought you didn't like reality shows, you know. And I said, I, I generally don't because they're not usually real. But he, he says, well, what ones are real? And the only two that I could name for sure that i had seen mm-hmm. is uh, are, um, uh Hard Knocks and Shark Tank. Because you, th- you know they're real because you see the t- Tampa Bay Buccaneers and who they actually cut. Um, right. And who makes the team. And then you actually see these products from Shark Tank hit the market. Um, so while I've been watching that show, I've been taking notes. I have a, a a draft, an email draft that I I write down all the things that I might want to uh, buy for uh, Emily for her birthday or for Christmas. It's my new like gift idea place. You know, just to, you know, I don't know. Because like, like I said, world is small. I don't get out a lot, so... <laughs> this this is this is my view on the world. So I got her. I put together a little Shark Tank birthday package for her. Um, and because because when we open a present, um, any type of package, the dogs are always expectant of something being in there for them. Because we get all their treats and and food through through uh, mail order. I threw something in for the dogs. So I threw in some uh, Himalayan yak milk treats that I saw on Shark Tank for the dogs. So they. They were happy when the when the package got opened. But for Emily, uh, I I ordered up some uh, some jerky. It's called Three Jerks Jerky, and it's made out of filet mignon, filet milan. Sorry. Saw that episode. (laughs) And it is so good. It's amazing. Um, The other two things I got her, I got her. uh, It's it's basically a ring that you wear. On your hand while you uh, crochet or knit, and there's a there's a little blade on it that you can use to, to cut thread, so you don't have to you know grab scissors. So um, I don't know if she's using that yet, but uh, one thing that did go into use uh, pretty quickly was um, a toilet tank light that I that I ordered. We have one of those, and that uh, it means she doesn't have to turn on the light. Uh, during the night it freaked her out a little bit the first few nights but (laughs) but she's getting used to it and has decided that it stays because i told her you know you can you know throw it you know you can get rid of it i put it on 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 my toilet because we use different toilets because i have i have a device that has to go on top of mine um so that i can get in and out of that space it's a really bad situation but anyway she's she's into the the toilet light we tasted the jerky. It's good. I don't know about the thread cutter yet. And the dogs um, love and are very jealous of each other's yak milk treats. Yes. Whoever finishes first tries to thieve the other dog's treats. So so that that's the Shark Tank birthday. And, uh, you know, we've got Christmas coming up. So the, the list goes on. But I'm not going to tip my hand as to what she's going to get in the next Shark Tank package.
2: <laughs> Mike, can I give you two podcasts? Um, recommendations? Sure. Go ahead. One is called The Pitch. It's basically the podcast version of Shark Tank. Okay. Um, but they actually, they have like five investors that come on and people come and do real pitches. Okay. And then um, and that's pretty interesting. And then there's another one, the guy isn't putting out any more, but I think it's called Shark Tank Podcast with TJ Hale. And he would bring on old contestants and ask what it was like. Right. So you can match up the episode with That and it was really interesting. I like
1: that. I like that. I will listen to those.
0: What kind of asshole would have a podcast about another show and bring (laughs) on guests to talk about it?
1: Right. I have to say that the show, um, the way it's, the soundtrack and the editing are super annoying. I really, (laughs) really don't like those aspects of the show. But the the human drama is there, and then I'm mostly interested in the products.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. agree.
0: I've never really sat and watched Shark Tank, even though I know it's a show that I would like because I feel like it's a hotel room show. Like I feel like you yeah. hit it on a CNBC marathon and I just haven't um, – I don't turn the TV on in hotel rooms very often even though I travel a lot. So I need to find a time when Sam's not going to be around because I think she'd hate it. And, Become
1: an invalid and, and you'll have a little more time <laughs> on your hands.
0: Uh, noted. I'll work on that. <laughs> Uh, also, when I was looking at your notes, I just want you to know, when I saw yak milk jerky in a toilet accessory, I assumed it was Jeremy's Christmas present.
2: <laughs> he would love all the shark. He's obsessed with Shark Tank, too.
1: Yeah, I figure he he's, he's the type that I think would really yeah. be into it.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Scrub Daddy is their big success, right? Mm-hmm. Huge. They have
2: a lot of successes.
1: Yeah, they do.
0: Yeah,
2: And we when we're watching it, I don't watch it as much as he does because he usually puts it on and I fall asleep. But... I always Google, like, oh, I want to see how this is doing. Yeah. And even if they don't get funding, they'll put their product out there and usually yeah. give a Shark Tank discount.
1: Sure. Mm-hmm. And some of them do great without a deal. Some of them don't even need a deal. They just oh, no. go in there well, for publicity.
2: So. It's like, yeah, it's like the people who
0: come in third or fourth on American Idol. They still got all that experience. They're still good singers. Yeah.
2: Right. Right.
0: <laughs> all right. Uh, before we move on, we've got an audio postcard from Anne, who couldn't be with us this week because she is toiling away, suffering through a trip through Portugal. She's in Lisbon. Let's take a listen.
3: Hey, everybody. Hola from Lisbon. It is Saturday evening, right about 5 p.m. I have returned to my hotel room after a long day of seeing the beautiful and amazing sights that Lisbon has to offer. I went to the Monastery of St. Jerome, which goes back to... Uh, at least the 13th century. And it has a wonderful cloister and an incredible church where there was a wedding happening uh, when I was there. You were allowed to be in there, but you just had to be quiet. Uh, I went to the Tower of Belém, which is a watchtower from the olden days, I guess, uh, watching the coastline. And I also went to this very cool Plaza and monument called the Pedrao dos de Descobrimentos, which is where the Portuguese explorers used to set sail from a long time ago. It seems like the coastline has shifted since then, so it's not really a good departure point now, but it's an excellent tourist site. Um, it's very impressive and beautiful, and I'm glad that I went, although I made the terrible decision to walk the whole way instead of taking public transportation. So my phone is telling me that I achieved a personal best in steps today with about 31,000. That is approaching 15 miles and my poor feet are so sore, I had this plan to kind of rest and regroup and then go back out and find a grocery store and get some groceries. I have a teeny weeny little kitchenette in this hotel room, so I was just going to have a night in and eat cheaply. But honestly, I'm not sure that I can force myself to put my shoes back on. So if that's the case, I am stuck here with a six-pack of these Portuguese custard tarts, the pastéis de nada, and half a bag of Sour Patch Kids that I bought in the airport in New York. And that might have to be my dinner because I'm not sure that I can hobble anywhere else. A couple of observations about Portugal. Uh, it is beautiful and sunny, and it smells like the sea and a little bit like porta potties and also cigarettes, but just a little bit. So it's fine. Um, it's been in the 60s today, and you can tell that I am a girl from a cold climate just because of how I'm dressed. I was wearing a very light shirt and a little short skirt. And people around me are walking around in like jeans and sweaters and coats. I mean, I saw one lady who was wearing a coat with a fur trimmed hood on it. So I'm not sure where they're from because it's absolutely beautiful here. My third observation is that uh, Diet Coke has been a problem which i was really expecting i knew that they don't feel the same way in europe about diet coke as we do in america so i had been kind of staging down and weaning myself off of caffeine for the last month so that i could go without it if necessary and so i don't have the physical addiction but i do have the psychological addiction and i would kill for a diet coke Uh, in fact I went so far as to go to the McDonald's that's down the block from my hotel, and I firmly believe that when you are traveling, you should not go to McDonald's because I can go to McDonald's any old time, but I was so desperate that I went there, and their diet choice was Coke Zero, and that is not the same thing. I even saw a place that was selling Diet Pepsi, and I almost went for it, but... Other than that, I am having a great time. I have three more days of sun and exploring before I have to go back to the semi-frozen cold and dark of Minnesota. So I'm going to do my best to chill out and have a great time, and I will talk to everybody when I get back. Ciao!
0: Uh, So who else feels bad for Anne that she's stuck in Lisbon for a week?
1: (laughs) So jealous. Their pictures are so great.
2: The, yeah, yeah,
0: the pictures are amazing. She, she posted a picture of those tarts that she had to eat for dinner because she didn't want to go back out. And yeah. Life is uh,
1: life's pretty Poor tough. Poor Anne. Had yeah. to eat custard tarts. <laughs>
0: uh, you know, it's also nice that Anne sends one of these and she's sober when she records it. That's probably why it's long right. and coherent.
1: Right. <laughs> probably had notes, you know.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Did a couple tries. Oh, yeah. Sure.
0: Uh, So, Anne, safe travels. We look forward to having you back next week. Um, On to a couple of other quick alerts. One, we have holiday merch available in our store at LittleRedBandWagon.com. It'll look familiar because it's just like our regular merch, but it's Mm -hmm. at special holiday pricing, which is the same exact set of pricing it was before the holidays. So, if you're looking for a gift for your 11 to give back to you, or if you're an 11 looking for a gift for your 10, or you just like shit that doesn't make sense to anyone who's not you... LittleRedBandwagon Go to the shop. Order your merch now. Get it in time for Christmas. Holiday merch. We've got a couple of th- that was good, right? That was my pitch. Yes. Yeah, solid. We got a couple of the three of your phone moments this week. I'm just going to read one up front, uh, and then we'll do a couple more as the week goes. This is from a listener we're calling uh, with his or her consent. Ghost faced listener. He or she writes enjoyed the recap and the Phyllis Friday episode. It sounds like TBTL is still a little off the rails, but to be honest, I did have some FOMO listening to the recap. Now, I'll back out here to say we've been corresponding with this anonymous listener, and he or she has said that they can't listen to TBTL anymore. It's just gone a step too far. We've talked about this person before, uh, but we're glad that this person's still listening to LRB, mainly for the ratings for us, and also because they're still engaged that way. Um, he or she continues. I probably will at least download the spooktacular and listen to that. One of the things I noticed from the Friday show is this. In listening to the segments about the faux fiancé and Dick's homeless man incident, I realized that the hand of Jen, that's with capital T and H, was very present and apparent. She really kept Luke on topic and did so with well-placed questions and gently hurting the pace of the show. I know Andrew can do this when he wants to. Uh, I think Ghostface Listener has summarized our general thoughts quite nicely.
1: <laughs> and and I would recommend uh, listening to the Spooktacular because it's very coherent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, when they really put their minds to it, they could do it. So maybe we just need them to get a, you know, a pitch passed as a radio product because then they'd have to clean it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, with that, we'll go to our Week in Review. Christy, why don't you get us started?
2: Okay. We have... Monday, episode 2,483, also known as 2,505. <laughs> You've been McDougald. Um, It starts with a lovely clip of a compilation of tens singing, scatting the yo-yo song, uh, which was delightful. So and, good. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk about who put this together. I don't remember if they came up with the name, but it's uh, Melisande from New York, one of the New York tens. Um, Luke is in New York and he went through, um, I put the, the codes. What is it? Newark. Newark. Right. <laughs> I only do the, um, airport codes. So they they went don't,
0: through Newark. they don't put an N in there because they'd like you to be fooled into flying in there. If you see EWR, <laughs> you think it might not be it's- Newark.
2: It's not that bad. So he flew into Newark because Alaska doesn't fly, but they actually do. He's doing some fake news. They do one red eye a day through JFK. But um, Newark isn't that bad. And it really just depends on where you actually need to go in the city as to what airport is is better for you anyways, right? They're all pretty terrible. All those New York airports are terrible.
0: Well, the only problem with Newark is – I mean, other than the fact that it's in New Jersey, is that you have to take a New Jersey transit train yes. into the city instead of the Long Island Railroad or, right. you know, the subway and the connection. Or just the
2: subway. Right. right.
0: And so you're, you're at the whim of the New Jersey transit system. But otherwise, yeah, I mean, you could Which do randomly
2: closes right. at weird hours. Right. <laughs> I've been stuck like, oh, I guess we're staying the night in New Jersey after flying into Newark. It's still, well, when the governor gets
1: mad. He just shuts things down.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He wants his own personal airport that day, so he just shuts it down. Uh, Let's see.
1: It's
0: a study, guys. It's a traffic study.
1: Right.
2: (laughs) Uh, Luke is spying on someone that's watching Jeopardy flipping through the channels, and um, I thought this was interesting that he was spying on someone, but um, I want to ask you. Bobby hinted to it a little bit, but. Are there things that you watch in hotels that you wouldn't watch at home?
1: Well, definitely for me, uh, I watch a lot of Food Network when I'm in a hotel. I just mm-hmm. put it on and I watch it, you know, kind of wall to wall. And I'm not sure why. But it's it's pretty reliably on all the hotel TVs. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm, cause, like uh, Phyllis likes to watch uh, 90 Day Fiance. Yeah. But it's on, <laughs> I think it's on HLN or one of those that is on some and not on others so right. i just find the food network to be reliably on everything i can't stand watching like the local stuff cuz it's it's it just reminds me how terrible local tv is right no
0: yeah well like i said i don't turn on the tv very often in hotels but when i do it's usually just back background noise i usually just put it on espn and just let 6 hours of mm-hmm. sports center go right um, you know the thing is it's all about who you are cuz for us food network's the background noise at home So Mm -hmm. there might be eight hours of diners, drive-ins, and dives on as Sam and I are doing stuff around the house.
1: The thing about that sports center habit is, yeah, I I would do that in a hotel room sometimes too. And then it's just on and on and on. And then by like the fourth time you're seeing the same sports center, you could do the sports center. (laughs) You you have all of it memorized.
2: Yeah, I feel that's the same with local news. If you're watching a local news, you'll see the same thing. Uh Uh-huh.
1: 11 minutes of weather in a half hour or so.
2: Especially those cities that have like the news all day channel. Mm -hmm.
0: And so it is, it's really like the same segment every 20 minutes.
1: Hey, there's a cow
2: (laughs) on a soccer field. (laughs) Um, The thing that I watch, or at least we did when we were on our honeymoon, like when we weren't outside or doing whatever, was um, Border Patrol. I don't know if that's the right name, but it's a U.S. Border Patrol on on the canada border hmm. it's a reality show it's pretty interesting and terrible at the same time
0: really the the canadian did they really they made a reality show and they thought what's the second most interesting border we can make a show about
2: <laughs> right. I th- yeah i think that they can probably get people to sign the waivers a little bit more sure. on the canadian uh, i'm going
1: to vancouver to buy some pants okay go right. ahead <laughs> right.
2: well there are some pretty pretty interesting things like uh what the last one i this guy had probably about 30 watches that retail for about $3000 each and he was trying to bring them in he's like no these are just this is just my collection of of watches mm. because he didn't want to pay the duty right. on right. it so there's things like that or a bunch of high kids um driving on that road from Detroit into Canada oh, right, that right. didn't know they were going into Canada and now they're they're screwed because their car gets Searched. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's there's some funny ones like that.
1: Windsor's in Canada. Oh my god. I wouldn't have got so <laughs> high if I knew
0: that.
2: Right. <laughs> so I wouldn't um I wouldn't watch that at home, but if it's on in, in a hotel, it's pretty funny.
0: When I was nineteen, the trick to getting wasted in Canada and then coming back to the US was to park on the US side of Niagara Falls and then walk over the bridge. Oh. Because oh. it's not really illegal to be drunk and walking into the United States. <laughs> right. But yeah. it's a felony to to, to drink and drive. In Canada. Exactly. Not that I would ever condone drinking and driving either. So yeah. we would go. We would walk over. We would get shit faced, and then we would walk back over the bridge.
1: Yeah, you can't really do that um, uh, out of Blaine because Vancouver's pretty far away from the right from the border. Mm-hmm. So that right. that sucks.
2: Um, let's see. So is there a stigma with flavored creamer? I don't really drink coffee, so I don't. There is about this. There is.
1: Okay. It's a mom item. (laughs) My mom used to use it.
2: it. Yeah, I I don't see it as because Andrew kept saying it's a middle aged thing. I see it more as young people who can't who don't actually like the flavor of coffee. Mm -hmm. Trying to sugar it down.
1: Yeah. I mean there are a lot of people that don't really like the flavor of coffee that go to Starbucks every day and get, you know, a seven dollar milkshake.
2: Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um It's better than than smoking. Let's give – like, he can have whatever he wants. He can have 1,000 popsicles a day and drink creamer with a splash of coffee. Yeah. (laughs) Actually,
0: 1,000 popsicles would probably put him in a diabetic shock. But, yeah.
2: He's sugar-free.
1: His tongue wouldn't hurt as much.
0: That's a good point. (laughs) Uh, I do think there's one kind of flavored creamer that's perfectly acceptable, and that's actual Bailey's. If you want your coffee to taste like Bailey's, just be a man and put some Bailey's in your coffee. It's not going to – you're not going to be drunk – even if it's late morning, if you dash a splash of Baileys in your coffee.
1: But I think he drinks so much coffee that he actually would get drunk. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I have one cup of coffee, so I could have Baileys in my coffee. But he, th- these guys drink lots of coffee. So if they were boozing it up in there, eventually, cumulatively, I think they'd be asleep at 1 p.m.
0: I guess. <laughs> I mean I do And have to poop a lot. (gasps) That's true. I put I put a lot of Bailey's in my coffee if it's in the afternoon or evening and sometimes even when I take my travel mug to my trivia shows and Mm -hmm. I just I do call it daddy's creamer. That's a peek behind the curtain. Oh yeah.
2: Yikes (laughs) I like that. Do you? (laughs) I don't like grown people calling themselves mommy and daddy.
0: (laughs) Usually I don't either. But there's just something about like no no no. No, no, little Sally, don't drink that. That's daddy's creamer.
1: Abby calls me Papa all day long, so I'm used to it.
0: You really have been homebound a little too long. Right? She,
2: she thinks I'm
1: her biological father. She's convinced.
2: <laughs> you could be. There was that. You know, well, I'm you getting shorter by the day, so. <laughs> um, there was some SNL talk, uh, how a lot of things looking back weren't funny. Um, Andrew asked if there was anything, any funny skits that happened in the 90s on SNL. And I want to say Wayne's World was pretty good, uh, Bill Swartzky's Superfans, and anything with Chris Farley. Anyone else have anything to add to that?
1: Um, I would say Unfrozen Caveman Lawyer was always yeah. <laughs> pretty yeah, yeah, darn yeah. funny.
0: Well, and then uh, my favorite SNL bit of all time, which is Colin Blow.
1: Right. Yes. Right.
0: Which I'm sure, well, it was Phil Hartman, so it had to have been, actually, that, okay, I just looked up, was 1989, so I guess that doesn't
2: count. Oh. <laughs> but I think they were meaning that, you know, that time frame with that right, sure. cast. I mean. Yeah, all of the commercials were so good. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. a highlight. I'm, yeah, I looked forward to the commercials. They used to do specials, remember that? Like Thursday night, just commercials. Mm-hmm. Similar to how they do the election night ones now. Yeah.
0: Well that was uh NBC saying how can we fill this time slot with something we already own. Oh I know. Let's edit <laughs> yeah, together we'll some best dubs up. from SNL. Right. Well
1: I think pretty reliably um over the generations weekend update and then whatever prepackaged stuff they would do is usually the funniest stuff. For me anyway. The skits not as much.
0: Well this is right. this is the number one rule of good improv, which is to plan Know what you are going to say, right? (laughs) Rehearse it, right?
2: Uh Right. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. They say that the three beauties of this country are that you get to say what you want, Um, donors of the day, and non-alcoholic Irish cream. Yeah. So there you go. Babies love this country. Um, Then they give some podcasting advice: is for how to do it for your living. Keep it tight. Have a point. Be articulate. (laughs) Hone in on what you really do well and watch out for coffee monsters. So so that's some advice from Luke and Andrew. The top story is that Rand Paul was attacked while he was mowing his lawn. And some people speculated it's because the neighbor was, um, is a Democrat and Rand Paul's an asshole. Um, but we think it's just dumb neighbor stuff and Luke is right. It seems things are coming out.
1: Oh, do, do tell. I haven't heard the details.
2: Oh, neighbors have said they've had the they've had issues because they haven't said who but someone puts leaves onto the other ones or like mows their garbage onto the other and they live in a really fancy neighborhood that has a lot of um regulations and Rand Paul doesn't like rules and he doesn't follow them so he'll just like have a compost pile where he's not supposed to um. stuff like that. And that these two neighbors haven't spoken years because of these things
1: do do we think that he talked some some shit to the guy i mean or does the guy just look out his window and he sees Rand paul doing something and he's? i've been wanting to tackle this guy for weeks and
2: (laughs) yeah here's my chance what i what i picture is that Rand paul i mean because do we really think he gardens for fun i don't see this guy like okay i'm gonna go put my dad outfit on and go mow the lawn no he has people that that do that so my speculation is that he just decided to go blow a bunch of stuff into that guy's room. <laughs> well,
0: it's, it's libertarian landscaping. Take right. care of yourself. <laughs> don't give a shit about anyone yeah, else. Don't worry
1: about other people.
2: Right. Right.
0: Um, I uh, I suspect okay. that this story is going to blow back in the other direction. Yes. Uh, yes. Somebody stoops somebody's neighbor or Ooh. or something like that. It just, uh, It's not like – what's the, the movie? Is it the movie Envy? I'm trying to think about these scenes where neighbors try to one-up one another, and I, I get that it could be that, but I don't think that Rand Paul's home enough to to build that kind of rivalry with someone. For mm-hmm. the same reason you're saying, like most of the time, he probably has people come take care of his property because he's right. he's got to be not there most of the time, right? I mean, how often could he really be home?
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, I know George Bush used to um, – Come back to Texas in Clear Brush. That was his. Yeah, all the thing time. He and loved put to it
2: on film. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Drive around with a dog and a pickup truck and like saw things and.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he maybe it's relaxing when he's home. He maybe he does like to to do some stuff in the yard that is super annoying to his neighbor. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't know. Was it at like seven in the morning? And he's using a leaf blower. Sure. I would, right, right. I would tag someone to fire too.
1: up all the all the devices <laughs> at seven. <Right.
2: laughs> Um, Andrew gives an update on his neighbor parking issue. The crazy neighbor has parked taking up two spots in front of his house. This is the the people that like came up and screamed in Genevieve's face. Uh, they obviously need some medication or something. Um, and Luke talks about neighbors that would trim only part of their tree, which is such a douche move. I don't know why they would do that. And then they said, "Let's go in on a fence," but we're going to use our friend. And then took half of Luke's money, or took all of Luke's money. And then it was a terrible job. We have emails and v-mails, which uh, stars Chrissy and Bobby, uh, voter splaining <laughs> the um, <laughs> the janky award. Yep. Which, um, yep, we. It's all very we,
1: confusing to me.
2: It is well, we know it because we won the award. So if you had won the award in the past or nominated uh, someone for the award, then you got kind of the information when it split the year. Like I think it was King five put out like, Hey, we have nothing to do with them anymore. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden city voter puts out another thing, like let's get this going. You won last year. And so we kind of had a back and, and I'm sure Luke and Andrew got that email too, but it just filtered to junk. Um, Lauren, Writes <laughs> writes in about the origin of On the Nose from Uncle John's Bathroom Reader, and it's about radio directors using hand signals, and when they touched their nose, it meant they were on time. And I think, was it Luke said, why didn't they just touch their watch? Which <laughs> makes more sense. Well, when you um, touch
1: your watch, it makes you think you're late. You know, um, when you, if, okay. if, if someone's tapping their watch, doesn't that mean, huh, you're not respecting my time, you're late, or whatever? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah.
2: Um, and then they do a deep dive into Blatherwatch. Did either of you guys look at Blatherwatch when they were on the radio?
1: Yeah, I used to look at it.
0: it was be- before my time on TBTL, but I've seen the posts from the olden days from Blatherwatch. Mm-hmm.
2: And Luke says that Blatherwatch is what helped him get TBTL originally. So thank you, Blatherwatch.
1: <laughs> but I'm, I'm not so sure about that because um, if – if those Mormons weren't even going to listen to TBTL, I don't know how if they were doing a deep dive on, on a Seattle talk radio blog, but
2: mm-hmm. unless no. someone told them,
1: right, yeah.
2: And then there was a no point conversion, and the only thing that I liked from it was when they called uh, Blair S. Walsh, Walshkins. Walsh gets instead of like David S. Pumpkins. Oh right, because he just missed part. all
1: those field goals in the <laughs> in the Washington game. What what I took away from the no point conversion? Um, I was having a uh, a discussion with uh, with a friend um, about when they they didn't want to say Redskins because a lot of people don't mm-hmm. like to say that. So they said R word, and this friend of mine um, when they said that it was just. Uh, Got reaction. She thought that they meant retarded because some people right. say
2: because that's what they say the R word. Yeah,
1: yeah, R word for for retarded. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess uh, it was the Oregonian that first started not using uh, the Redskins, and there there are lots of broadcasters and and media outlets that don't use it now.
2: Yeah, they say Washington, right?
1: Yeah, the Washington Washington professional fo- football team or whatever. Yeah, and I'm I'm. I'm good with with that. Just omitting it. You don't don't change. You know, don't change it to something. Just mm-hmm. you know, you're talking about pro football. Just say Washington, and it's the the only pro football team in Washington. So, unless you're five year old uh, Mike and you're confused, you know, and you root for Washington because you live in Washington, and then you figure it out when you're six, and then you have to pick another team because the Seahawks didn't exist yet. Um. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be confused if someone brings up Washington in an NFL context. So not necessarily necessary to say uh, our word or Washington professional football team.
0: Yeah. You agree? It's weird to talk about this no-point conversion because it's two football games ago now. Right. right. <laughs> it was a so miserable game. My notes entirely were Blair Walsh missed kicks, the team played like garbage, and there was arguing about timeout management. So there you go.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, all right. Um,
2: and of course, being in Seattle, my Facebook was blowing up with the opposite view of what the some Washington fans were saying about the timeouts and all that. I didn't. I, watch.
1: Wonder, I meant to ask you something, Christy. Um, mm-hmm. I know when we first met, you were a fanatical Seahawks yeah. follower. Yeah. Um, yes. I get the sense that you are not as passionate anymore.
2: No, no, no is no, that no. what so, What happened? So two, uh, well, it first started when I was, when I worked at that promotion company because Mm -hmm. our, one of our biggest clients was the NFL and I got to see behind the scenes of that terrible company. Um, and so I was a little bit off, but I still went to multiple travel games since then. Um, just all of the stuff with the NFL, the CTE where they're refusing to believe it, um, all of the – every everything people talk about all the time. I just – so two seasons ago, I dropped my – I retired from fantasy football, which I've been doing since college. Um And then this season – last season, I was still on the Seahawks a little bit, and then this season, I'm out. I don't watch any football at all. I just wow. can't bring myself to it. Just – all the injuries and they just look the other way because they can just plug another person in. It's like these people don't matter to the NFL. They'll just find a new.
1: Or the players don't care. Like when Russell Wilson gets sent to the concussion protocol and he, he's in the tent for less than three seconds and comes out.
2: (laughs) Do they just not care? Do they not hear the, do they not look at the autopsy of Aaron Hernandez and just go, Probably won't happen to me. <laughs> Crossing mm-hmm. my fingers. I mean, yeah. it's I, I. just can't.
1: Okay. Yeah, I was. I've been meaning to ask you about that for a long time, but I, I don't think yeah. that what's happening with you is that uncommon. I think there no. are plenty of people who have stopped. It was for really so hard, reasons.
2: Mike. Twenty-five percent of my wardrobe is Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> well, I'm sorry. You'll have to have to go go Mariners.
0: Just replace yeah, all of that with T-shirts from LittleRedBandwagon.com.
2: I there know, or we'll just have to get a basketball team back, and then, then I'm back yes. in. Yes,
0: yes. Well, <laughs> you could just buy a bunch of remake and vintage Sonics gear now.
2: True. I know, but I want a sport to follow. Yeah. Right. I mean, I used to be yeah. a huge Sonics fan. I was a season ticket holder, and then when they left, basketball died to me. Um, I don't even know when the seasons are anymore, when basketball is happening or anything that happens on that. So, um it's been it's been really hard. I was a season ticket holder for the Seahawks for a lot of years. I did a travel game every year um so now I have to just find different excuses for vacations I guess mm-hmm.
1: Well I gotta tell you um if if uh, if you miss the Sonics, what I do is I just, Spend all my time hating the Lakers. I used to spend like only like half <laughs> my time hating the Lakers when the Sonics had a team, Seattle had a team, but now I just full time hate the Lakers. Okay. I like Which it. is pretty rewarding these days because they're just <laughs> god awful. <laughs> all right. Uh, moving on to Tuesday, 25.06, or would it, using the other system, it would probably be 24.84. <laughs> um, discount wines and meatless salads. Luke is in. New York City and he is podcasting alone because Andrew is out with what we hear at this point is just a dental problem and I went and listened to after these messages to see if they're you know if uh, Genevieve tipped about what it was but I think we all kind of figured he was getting that uh, getting that biopsy getting mm-hmm. getting that thing removed from his his mouth so
0: is that how a biopsy works something actually uh, gets cut away
1: yeah they M- more on it, that tomorrow they, I guess <laughs> and then then they go test it. Well, it depends
2: sure. on where it is. I'm sure on the tongue and if, if it's small they want to take it all out, but mm-hmm. in other places they just do yeah. a scraping. Well,
0: I right. was simply saying that to be compared to Andrew's dream of lasers and no pain, but
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was pretty misled, but we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Um Luke podcasting alone leads uh, to some talk about Jesse versus cancer because I guess um uh, what's it did do do you all remember Jesse's last name?
0: I don't. anyway,
1: yeah. but he did that show alone oh. and, and it apparently is recovering, so that's good. But uh, Luke podcasting alone probably not as good an idea, he knows this, so mm. he wants mm-hmm. to get drunk, um, to do the podcast. And he goes to what he thinks is a fancy grocery store called Morton Williams, I think. And I think you, what the deception here is, is is it's really close to like Williams, Sonoma, which mm-hmm. you know is like a place that I always I always feel like I'm going to turn around and knock something over and owe, right. owe $1,000 <laughs> nice. when I'm in that joint. So <laughs> so the the name probably is confusing. Uh, apparently, it's not a fancy grocery store. Um, He gets a sample of halloumi cheese and then asks that lady where the wine is. She doesn't know, but then the employee points him toward um, the quote-unquote wine, but it ends up being wine product, which he samples <laughs> on the air, and it is... Just as terrible as you'd imagine. Something when they say "product" on the end of it,
2: right? <laughs>
1: um, Luke is wiped out from playing basketball with Chris Hayes and his gang in uh, Chinatown the previous evening, and predictably, since he hasn't played basketball in years, he was terrible at it. It's you can't take a long break from basketball and be any good at it at all. It doesn't matter what kind of shape you're in. You just it, you need to play. All the time to be good at basketball. Uh, the Because Andrew's gone, Luke plays the Dazzling Donor intro four times. At least he doesn't talk too much about the little tone at the beginning. Otherwise, I'd be getting mad. Um, and then, I don't know if this was... A, uh, I don't know. Oh, I think he was just talking... Oh, he was talking about the story he's doing for CBS. And it's about special needs goats. Uh, out in new jersey and it was really kind of sweet story you know Mm -hmm. these poor goats are born in the winter and they lose their legs or some other birth defects happen and this lady takes them in and takes care of the goats and she has them in like play pens at her in her living room and it's uh brought tears to my eyes i'm not gonna lie to you if i watch Mm -hmm. that cbs uh this morning it's gonna get me um, it's called The Goats of Anarchy which I don't like that but
2: cuz you didn't like the the show?
1: I'm not a fan of the show. I did try to watch some of it and I'm, I'm I don't know. This the, the the guy Ron Proman's head it's bigger than Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott's. I, it's too so distracting giant. for me. <laughs>
2: so big.
1: <laughs> I could, it's like whenever he's on screen I am like, look at the size of that boy's it's head. So big. So that's my problem, I guess. <clears throat> but anyway, uh, he Luke goes to Chopped, and um, he congratulates him, himself on not getting any meat protein on there because I think after the goat story, he was having some thoughts about uh, our food chain and feeling bad mm-hmm. about the way animals are treated. We'll find out later in the week that it lasted just that one salad. Yeah. His mm-hmm. really bad feelings. <laughs> Until he smelled someone cooking a burger, and then he he had to have that.
0: It's the official unit of vegetarian measure. It lasted one salad,
1: <laughs> one salad, one well, one. At least it wasn't salad a, balls. A,
2: <laughs> yeah, there's a um, like a movement of just don't eat uh, meat for one day or one meal mm-hmm. because it does help. But yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Any little bit you you want to do. Well,
2: it's it, uh, knowing from experience doing low carb or no carb. Uh, without eating meat is virtually impossible, right. so it won't last.
1: <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, he'll be back in his what? What's his jerky brand? The it's um, Duke. Dukes. Sexual? No, Double no, not Dukes. sexual. Yeah, it's uh, scatological. Dukes. <laughs> he eats a lot of Dukes. Mm-hmm. Um, top story is skipped. Uh, I know, uh, Ghostface listeners gonna gonna like that, and so will Ann. Mm-hmm. Um. Email. He gets an email about someone who used to get discounted bags of uh, fortune cookies that didn't get folded in time. So they were flat. Mm-hmm. It sounds really delicious to me right now because I'm pretty hungry. I would eat a flat Mike, cookie. Mike, you've had those
2: ones from the International District, right?
1: Uh, I don't think I have. You, oh. You're talking about have like-, like
2: flat or broken ones that just and they sell them in giant bags. No, I would eat here those. In Seattle.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I don't think I've no, ever ever seen them. Makes sense though. Mm-hmm. Got to use every part of the fortune cookie,
2: right? <laughs> uh,
1: another email about uh, hair growth, and it's an interesting thing. They say that when someone, when you get casted, um, you grow more hair, and that's because your body is sending more blood to your injured area. I have not noticed this. I've had casts on both my legs in the last year and a half and they were about the same hairiness coming in and out of of those things, but hey, anything that that tells you your your $800 laser baldness helmet is going to is going to work because <laughs> apparently the lasers what the lasers are supposed to do is promote more blood flow to the head. So He's grasping at straws, but if if I were as paranoid about being bald as he, then I would probably be grasping at straws as well.
0: I'm looking forward to seeing Luke with his head in a cast every summer between assignments. Sure, just cast it up.
1: <laughs> it sounds hot and miserable. I don't like that. Um, then, uh, for some reason, he... Oh, it's the baldness thing. Scott Van Pelt uh, has a, a segment on his sports center where he is um he tells athletes to come home come home you know be comfortable with being bald i'm i'm looking at matt hasselbeck on espn right now and he's come <laughs> home he's embraced his baldness yep. and i totally feel that way too unless you have some weird shaped head then just wear a hat but uh, that's all i had for uh tuesday
2: okay and i have wednesday Two thousand five hundred and seven. What's it going to take to get you into this skimble scramble? Did I say that right?
0: There's no R. Skimble scramble. Skimble
2: scramble.
0: Skimble scramble. scramble.
2: Okay. Andrew is back. They decide that they're the number one scat podcast, both the music and the poop. Um, Andrew gives a very long, terrible... Recap of what happened to him. I almost fainted twice and had to fast forward through it. So, basically, he wasn't set up for success um, in this, and I don't know if he didn't ask questions because when I go in, I ask a million questions until they're annoyed with me, and then I call back and ask more questions because yeah. I because
1: Christy has it, more questions. Hasn't there been a segment on our show before?
2: <laughs> and because I'm so phobic of needles and anything that happens (laughs) like that and um what is it what do we determine it's called a fagel i fageled at least twice during during him talking about this and i feel so bad i can't believe that he wasn't told a lot of the things like no stitches and oh you probably don't want to drink anything hot for today like he was not not set up right and i don't know if just they had to do more than they thought they had to or it actually was a little bit deeper or i i don't know um so i luke brought on the doctor Doctor song which delighted andrew and a lot of after these messages listeners where is that where's that from from an ad
0: it's some PSA creepy or... children's video <laughs> on youtube
2: and it's, it's like a, after these messages, um, inside joke. Okay. Um, Andrew just offhandedly mentions that he didn't know how nitrous worked it officially because he's just seen it at college parties. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what happens when you go to college in the nineties. Um, Much lower
1: stress situation. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, it's just weird when you're laying on the table uh, or back in the dental chair and they're not handing you a balloon. A balloon, right? right.
2: <laughs> uh, Maybe that would have
1: relaxed him. It would have been more familiar.
2: Right. If if there was some like um, Hootie and the Blowfish playing and right, passed right. a balloon. Uh, Andrew said, imagine if an ophthalmologist was also a shark because <laughs> Luke is scared of both of them. Um.
1: At least with ophthalmology, they actually used the lasers that Andrew thought he was going to be getting <laughs> right. in his mouth. Where did
2: he, I wonder where he got that from? Oh, it's because that's the only time he's ever had a surgery, right? Mm-hmm. It was with lasers.
1: Yeah, he was a little. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're right. I mean, he, he, they probably should have told him a lot more. But, but wow, he he really didn't understand. I mean, the stuff he was told, he didn't really understand. Just yeah, it
0: consider your narrator, too. How much do you think he was told that he didn't remember or didn't translate? Right.
2: Well, the, the other thing is he was very open with you guys. I'm a huge baby. You don't right, understand. Right, I'm a right. huge baby. And then they should have treated him with kid gloves a little bit more and been very open and honest about what was going to happen in his recovery time.
0: That would be good uh, TBTL merch. You should get official TBTL kid gloves. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, I'm exactly the same. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, take the worst you've ever had, and then that's me, and give me some volume. I have to have volume just for a yearly checkup with my doctor. Hmm. So, I, I, because I, I almost pass out every time just, just sitting in the waiting room. So, it, I totally understand. And you're not. Terrible for needing that stuff. Oh, sure. Yeah.
1: That's why it's available. I mean,
2: right. (laughs) Uh, I'm surprised he didn't.
1: I mean, even even though they didn't, you know, prescribe him anything, I mean, almost anybody can get hold of something, you know, to take before you, if you're Mm -hmm. really, really nervous. But I don't know. Are you, can you, can you mix those things, the gas and the, and the valium? I've had gas a few times, but I, but I never, I, I never took any any volume or anything going into any you can, of And The
2: situations. problem is he wouldn't have been able to drive home. Oh, right, right. By himself.
1: Yeah, and I know he he feels like even later in the week they're talking about how he feels guilty, you know, that people have to do stuff for him or have to make mm-hmm. special exceptions or that he missed the show or whatever. And I've struggled with that too since I've had my health problems is accepting help, you know, right. from people who want to, you know, Tote your wheelchair around, take you out, you know, I'd be like, no, you guys go ahead, you know, I'm a hassle or whatever, because you just, especially if you had a relatively healthy lifetime, which Andrew, you know, he's, he's been pretty healthy, hasn't had any real health problems. And then, you know, all of a sudden you're like, you need, you need a little help from someone or you, you know, you should be asking for this and you don't. So I felt some, some empathy for that.
2: Yeah, he didn't want Viv to have to take half a day off of work or something right. like that, you know. Right. But, and and, and totally didn't...
1: she would have, you know, and, and would have right. been happy to do it. But he was feeling guilty because it was probably from his smoking and drinking, you know, that he right. had this thing in his mouth, you know. And and, and right. I I was 335 pounds. I, I made my diabetic bed. And now I have to lie in it, it even if somebody wants to help me get out. Um,
2: Luke talks about getting shot at by a pellet gun and he tells Andrew to rest his pretty little tongue while he um <laughs> tells the story. <laughs> the shushing was probably my favorite yeah. thing <laughs> all week <laughs> for sure. Um we learned that uh how do we say it again? Skimble scamble means mm-hmm. confused rambling senseless. So it's basically TVT.
1: Yeah, it's what Our- uh, Ghostface listener I think used that term <laughs> skimble scamble when he <laughs> He or she stopped listening.
2: Yeah, um, the top story is Twitter is now two hundred and eighty characters for some people. I don't know how they've decided uh, who gets it and who doesn't. Oh, is that but right? Twitter. Well, I know that I tweet for my work, and we don't have it yet. Huh? It I could haven't, be. Uh,
1: I think I've tweeted ahead. once since then, but I, I generally keep mine really short. So. I
0: would check because I think they've rolled it out to almost everyone now. As long as you update the app.
2: Well, I also think Ah. that it could be we use a third-party hoot suite, and they could have Mm -hmm. not done it. Right. Um, I'll check Monday. But um, Twitter nerds are upset. I don't care. Um, Luke says he wants to have the discipline to not go over 140 characters. We'll see how long that lasts. Um, Christy Christy Teigen is an OG Snohomie. Um, Let's see. Andrew wants his Twitter bio to be the Japanese monk of Twitter. Uh, Luke didn't like Heather's. Luke is wrong. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's a good move. In the, I I really think he, he's in the same boat as Jeremy, never seeing any movies in the eighties and the nineties until Mm -hmm. it's too late. So then you don't have that, experience of I mean watching Goonies when you're the same age as the Goonies is different than being 30 yeah. and watching it you know what That's I mean true. it's like uh, well I mean if they just had a cell phone none of this would have happened or you know what <laughs> I mean like <laughs> you can't you can't watch it and have the same feelings that you if did. those
1: kids on stand by me could have just tweeted about the dead body just <laughs> if <Right? laughs>
2: they could have taken selfies of the of the dead body right they, they would um, have their
1: dead body visit slack channel going <laughs>
2: See, emails in the V-mails, a lot of people weighed in that in New York City, you can't buy wine at a grocery store, no more than 6% alcohol. Um, yeah, leave it to the 10s to be really
1: up on that.
2: For uh, sure.
0: I <laughs> fired off tweets and an email about that almost immediately. Yeah. As someone who's lived in New York State for a long time, the rules are very specific.
1: It's alcohol so laws are crazy. The, the, throughout the country, different states have the craziest laws. I know Texas has really weird Blue laws, too. And,
2: like, dry counties and stuff like that Mm where you can drink, but you have to bring your own to restaurants and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. So people were saying, Luke lived here. He should have known that. Well, he also lived there when he was, what, 21, 22 years old. And our laws in Washington have drastically changed Mm -hmm. since then. I mean – you had to go to a special groceries or special liquor store that was only open from this time to this time and not open on Sunday. So you had to and like stop. And didn't have
1: off. like mixers and, and ice or, right. you know, it was just liquor. You had just to, go to two different right. places.
2: <laughs> right. Um, and, and you could always buy wine and beer in the grocery, in the grocery mm-hmm. store here. So he, what I said is he either wasn't into wine then, which it seems like he's kind of gotten into it the sure. last couple of years. um, Or he just thought that maybe it changed. It seems like, you, you forget about a state being really big when you have New York City in there. And so you think New York City is big and urban, and everyone should, they should have the, the best rules or the most lenient rules. But you also mm-hmm. think it's a huge state with, you know, I don't know. So you um, can't blame him for not knowing. And especially the, the person that worked there steered him wrong.
0: Yeah, that guy's really the one who fucked him because anyone who works at a store in New York should have been, especially in a city where so many people are not from New York, it's not like you were talking to a local who knew what he was asking for when he asked where the shitty sugar wine is.
3: He could have easily
0: said, oh, hey, go to Columbus Circle. There's a huge, great wine store in Columbus Circle. Mm -hmm. Would have been the easy answer.
2: Right. Um, And then we get an email from Joseph who said he was walking around a New York grocery store Um, feeling lonely and homesick and sad, and he cried while looking for the wine, and that was heartbreaking and also a really good story. And then Luke talked about how the lines are so long in New York, and I just have a personal story: is that um, I had a dream to move to New York City. Every probably six months, I would go to New York and stay in a different neighborhood, trying to find out where I was gonna live. And then I went into Trader Joe's and the line wrapped around the store like he, he talked about. And there was someone with a the sign. Their job is a professional sign holder that just says this is the end of the line. And I said, I'm out. So Trader Jesus. Joe's is what finally broke me. Everything now, there is such an ordeal. If you're not. Why? why? Why can't they open up another lane? or No, it's what? all. It's so busy in there that all the lanes are just packed. Okay, and so it's not—it's
1: like, not like they've just narrowed it down to two lanes and everyone's just. Oh no, waiting they're
2: for... constantly all—all all okay. registers are open all the time.
0: And this is everything That's in New nuts. York. This is a microcosm yes. of life in New York City, because yes. it's a giant clusterfuck. I did the same thing. Half of my friends at UB were either from Long Island or wanted to move to New York, and so many of them did right after college. And most of them have left since then because. It's a whole different kind of life. You have to – I mean, I think Amazon's –
2: Everything's an ordeal.
0: Yeah. Amazon's made it easier because there are so many things now you can get. And if you Mm -hmm. live out in the outer boroughs, you can – like they're opening a Wegmans in Brooklyn at the Navy Yard eventually. And there are some bigger grocery stores that you can get to. But if if you don't have a car, you've got to schlep out there on the subway, get your groceries, schlep them back to your place. Or you have to do all your shopping at a shitty corner bodega. Like it is Mm -hmm. miserable existence. And it's expensive.
2: Yeah. It's really expensive at the bodegas. At the same Trader Joe's trip, I got a sinus infection and spent $10 on like ty- Tylenol sinus at, at a bodega. And I'm like, I, I just can't. I just can't mm-hmm. do this. I'm glad I found out before I moved there. Yeah. Because it's also really expensive. I just think if you aren't in like the fashion world or anything to do with entertainment, there's no need to live there.
0: Hey, hats off to the New York Tens, though. If you can make it work... And yes. you're happy. That's awesome. And you're not living yeah, in a shoebox way out. I, I've I never been.
1: I do want to visit someday.
2: I love, love, love It's a great place to city. visit.
0: Especially mm-hmm. this time of year between late autumn and early winter mm-hmm. and maybe a little bit of snow and still some crisp nights. And So and, who wants
1: to horse my wheelchair up there and push me around? I will. I'll
0: do it. I'll meet you there. <laughs> 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 okay, that's it for
2: me. Unless you guys have something.
0: I think helps. I think I just had a couple of notes from Wednesday I want to chime in mm-hmm. on. Um, actually, we, we covered most of them. You mentioned the story of Luke getting shot at with a pellet gun in Arlington. Mm-hmm. And he quickly changed his story from having to testify to trial to having to send an affidavit.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> um, and then he noted that he's in a hotel room with two beds. And so he wasted one as a one time use bed because he was sweaty and gross. <laughs> and then saved the other bed for his p- clean sleeping
2: oh yeah i i saw i made a note of two beds one burbank (laughs) yeah
1: well and you know because that bed was still made the housekeeping just probably left it alone right for the Mm -hmm. next person which is gross
0: with that we're going to thursday 2508 the kanye's of chicago they're on the literal shores of lake michigan Uh, for the Third Coast podcast festival conference thing. Uh, They start by blurting out the room number uh, because Andrew's not worried about groupies. (laughs) Then they say they got the room number wrong, which I doubt they did, but they tried to cover themselves. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, Andrew's in more pain today. um, And Andrew says that something Luke would say would be to throw some dualies on it, which leads to a weird tangent about dualies. Pretty sure what he meant was sprinkle some candy on it. (laughs) going to unlock that. Yeah,
1: wow. why Why do, and then Andrew didn't understand what dualies right. were, but thankfully Luke corrected him. There's a lot of dualies in Texas. Uh, I know sure. all about dualies down here.
0: <laughs> um, we do get a quote from Andrew saying, The big open sore on my tongue is hitting my teeth, Aww. which I only mentioned but didn't put on the run sheet so that Christy wouldn't have to read it.
2: <laughs> well, have any of you guys ever had like dental things? Yeah. It's terrible. It is terrible. Because you, you don't, like he said, you don't realize how much your tongue moves around and does, like, it, it's pretty important. And when it's in pain or in trauma, it, mm-hmm. it's terrible. I don't know why that he didn't get pain medication or why he isn't yeah, partaking I, in the now legal in Washington um, medication that you can buy everywhere. Right.
1: I didn't think about that. Yeah. Why didn't he have a prescription to go home with?
2: that's the thing is he could have called Uh dentists can call in Vicodin yeah or they even have it in their office especially an oral surgeon he could have called it in
1: and you can even ask ask uh, Genevieve to pick it up and she's not going to be mad because you just had surgery right right
2: (laughs) Uh, I think there were some
0: conversations about how all these hip podcast groups are telling more personal stories and they suggest Gimlet Media presents Lockjaw the Andrew Walsh story
2: (laughs) <laughs> Love that. I will
0: listen to it. <laughs> I have to warn you it's going to be really overproduced uh and have a lot of commercials for Blue Apron. But other than that it'll be you, great.
1: You could you could interview all the nurses and the and the oral surgeon and get everyone's perspective and try to piece the whole thing together, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Just tell that story in like four podcasts. It's
0: weird how the like prescription it. for the Vicodin was called in from a payphone at the Best Buy.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Uh, we get a little bit of fantasy football talk, um, mainly because Luke and Andrew are facing off in the tens league this week. Um, I won't go into the details, other than to say Luke can't set his lineup because he doesn't know how to log into his account, except for on oh, his computer at home.
1: Yahoo is fucking terrible. Yeah, it is. By the way, yeah, and and yeah, they they try to lock me out all the goddamn time, and I have to go back and enter like usernames and passwords that are from like two thousand two. It's yep. awful. Yahoo is a fucking train wreck.
2: Will you read your tweet, Mike?
1: Because um, it's my which,
2: favorite part of this episode.
1: My tweet after beating. No, no, no this is
0: this the is about how teams? talking about fantasy football is like
2: talking oh, about your oh. dreams.
1: Right, right, right. I don't even know if that was me, but it sounds like me. Oh, if it, I, love if it. I did, if I did have that, it was a it was quite a long time ago. And yeah, I, I want I do. that on a shirt. I mean, <laughs> I, I've played fantasy football since 1988. Um, but yeah, it's fucking boring to listen to people talk Mm about it.
0: Yeah. Uh, I get a mention here because I beat Luke last week in the league and he gives me a little bit of shit for, in his words, exalting his triumph over me on Twitter. All I wrote was victory is mine. Luke Burbank. Thanks for starting two players off this week. I was very clear that I was grateful I would have lost if he had tried even just a little bit. And he says, I love his
1: description of his ghost frigate of a team. Yeah, because that. he started our
0: <laughs> Rutabaga at quarterback. Sure. <laughs> uh we've got uh Andrew subsisting on a diet of well, they say cold serpent and scrambled eggs to the tune of Fraser, but really small mm-hmm. balls of salad that he's shoving into the good side of his mouth and chewing carefully.
2: Mm-hmm. I feel so bad for him because if you think about it, he doesn't eat dairy mostly. And all the things you would eat when you're having like dairy, like trauma to your, is like a milkshake or a protein shake or something cheesy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. All something that stuff. will just
1: get soft really quickly.
2: Well, also eating dairy when you have mouth stuff actually heals it faster. Oh, that's good. So if he just... Like swished with some milk or something.
0: Well, I, I mean, I I usually just put a nice cheddar bandage on any of my,
2: <laughs> right? Mm, <laughs> you know, some shredded cheese. That's, That's what I'm plan to do with my shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> some Kraft cheese slices. Just plop mm-hmm. those on. They'll
1: just melt right on there. <laughs>
2: right.
0: Absolutely. It's uh, it's the best first aid you can you can come by. <laughs> uh, Andrew wanted to try a juice. Uh, like when Luke goes on his juice cleanses and they go to this place called The Spoken Bird, which looks exactly like you'd think it looks like for a restaurant called The Spoken Bird. But they don't have any juices, so that's why he's stuck with a salad instead. Uh, Andrew then reads a 10th anniversary note from listener Bryce, which was very thoughtful. Why Andrew chose to read a long note on the day his tongue was broken is beyond me. (laughs) And
2: not during the anniversary. Right. Like they could have saved that for the anniversary show any other day (laughs) that's fine
0: (laughs) uh top story luke and andrew are the bud lights at a craft cocktail conference it's just them talking about (laughs) how uncool they are compared to all these hip young whippersnappers and their skimble scamble uh doing these trendy new podcast things and here are just two guys who've been doing a show for 10 years um it's an extended conversation about how uncool they are and how even the guys from radio lab are old hat Compared to the uh, the young folk taking on the scene now,
1: do we know why it's called the Third Coast Conference? Because like the Chicago. Gulf Coast down here is, they often referred to as the Third Coast, but is it because it started like in Houston, or I mean, why is it the Third it was, Coast Conference?
2: It was started by the people that do coast to coast, so it's coast to coast to coast.
1: That would no. be funny. Michael. No, Nury? No, you can not even
2: laugh at that. I no. give you a ha. <laughs> I, no, I,
1: I. I thought you were being serious.
2: Oh no, <laughs> it says third. This is Wikipedia. Third coast isn't a. It is used to describe the coastal regions distinct from west coast and east coast of the United States. It right. either refers to the Gulf Coast or the Great Lakes region. Okay, there you go. Yeah.
0: Uh, it's sort of like how Buffalo's the queen city, but so are a lot of other cities.
2: Oh, right. Cincinnati is yeah.
1: also the queen city.
0: So uh, that's the top story. Then we go to emails where Andrew, instead of having emails, just reads articles from the Seattle Times that he brought with him on his flight.
2: <laughs> Did you see his tweet about his legs? Yeah. Yeah. That I guess I didn't realize how tall he... He must have like really long legs and a short torso. He
1: has long limbs. Yeah, he's very he, Yeah, he Yeah. He, yeah, he'd see yeah. Uh, and he he's he's at least as tall as me, I think. He's probably about 6'2" six 6'3", six I think.
0: Yeah, there are times I'm not mad about being 5'9" and anytime I got to get on an airplane <laughs> yeah. is
1: one of them. Right. Yeah. Well, my 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 days of worrying about legroom are over, so thank God. <laughs> I'm bright-siding that one. You
0: should take right. an upgraded seat just for the hell of it, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, then we go to uh, a text that Luke got from a friend at the conference saying, Are you coming to Third Coast? Your old hairline is here. And this is how the guys find out that there's a bunch of merch with the Luke and Andrew logos on it, apparently being or swag being Mm -hmm. given out at the conference at the APM table.
2: That's amazing, right? I would love to see such a good bird. I want to
0: see that swag. I want somebody at a somebody at this conference, we've got to see what they're giving out because that would be some Mm -hmm. cherished TBTL gear. Unless it's just old uh, extra stuff.
2: I bet that it's just that APM thing that they use with the two pictures where Andrew's head is way bigger than Luke's.
0: (laughs) So awkward. (laughs) Yes. Uh, There's a conversation about face blindness in sheep that must have come from the paper that I sort of ignored. Uh, Mm -hmm. Then Luke says he went on a little walk around adventure and he scoffed at a place that does blowouts only and they're $45 like that's a deal. Uh, and he also spots a place called the Skin Laundry.
1: Hmm. Mm. Yeah. And that's like for- a concentration camp of some kind. They're making they lamps from people. A
2: place where serial killers go. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I need to launder the skin out from underneath my fingernails. <laughs> uh,
0: what did he say? If he had been smarter, it would have been a uh, 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 puts a lotion in the basket clearance house next door. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um. I wanted to say one line from Bryce's email, which was my favorite, is that when he realized he's been listening to them for 10 years, it blew his mind grapes and he almost pooped his pants. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> the right reaction to TVTL right there.
1: Number one scat show. Good reaction. <laughs> Friday, 2509, Who's Afraid of Virginia Walsh? Luke and Andrew are in the Chicago Hotel enjoying a good stare out the window. We find out that Luke, and this should surprise no one at all, at one point in his life tried to grow, tried tried to grow dreadlocks. Christy, you had mm-hmm. dreadlocks, right? No. Oh, you had some sort of uh, some sort I, of.
2: I had braids that were dyed a different color.
1: Oh, okay. Okay.
2: White people should not have dreadlocks.
1: Correct. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a hard pass.
2: Right. Well, and just the fact that like the texture of the hair doesn't actually do it. And so you have to put mm. all this like gross stuff in it and rat it. And no, n- no, um, I'm not saying he, little braids are, are better. I'm not, I'm not much better on that. Um, but yeah, no, never dry
1: I do agree with Luke that, um, having your, having a haircut or, you know, your hair washed by someone else, someone else mm-hmm. touching your head, maybe tugging your hair a little gently. Feels mm-hmm. pretty good. And yeah. It's one of the things I miss about having hair, because all I get is, is a, uh, is a razor, a number number one going across my scalp, and that <laughs> doesn't feel as good. Um, Andrew's tongue still hurts. Luke tips the housekeeper five dollars in the hallway. Um, Genevieve was way off on this one when she was. She told Andrew to save up the tipping. For the day that he left and tip tip the whole amount on that day at least he realizes that now i mean i don't know if i if i'm like 100 on my etiquette but to me it's always between three and five bucks and it's to me it's i i tip every day except for the day i leave but i probably should tip the day i leave anyway but um what's what's your your all y'all's policy on this thing
2: I think I used to do end of the stay too, but it, yeah, it doesn't make sense.
0: I don't let housekeeping in every day, but if I, if I do, I tip probably three to five bucks every day, maybe a little bit more if there's, you know, an excessive amount of garbage or something, or if I want something, like sometimes I'll leave a note being like extra towels Mm -hmm. or could you leave another shampoo? And then I'll leave a couple extra bucks.
1: Well, um, Camaro Kev once said on stack of dimes, uh when he was talking with his podcast partner who had had a tragic situation happen on in the bathroom on the toilet said you need to you need to slap a 20 on top put the lid down and slap a 20 on top of that thing <laughs> I said, Sorry. yep yeah yep. um let's see uh Luke gets a cob salad with some sort of a lemon dressing he had a really strong reaction to it which was yeah, seemed down no. of line but but no, no, but, no! Yeah. That is
2: a tragedy. Cobb salad it's, doesn't have the lemon wrong. dressing. True. Yeah, seems like it's a not mistake. It's like, salad.
1: Like someone put the wrong dressing in it because it's probably one of those prepackaged things, and they probably or put it the was, wrong dressing.
2: In or it was trying to be too fancy.
1: mm Hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, Luke doesn't. Luke is uh, has some trepidation about the dinner because it's like a shared table. But I think uh, he got talked out of it being a Benihana thing, and it's more like a Mongolian grill thing, where it's um, you know, I I, I mean, when I go to uh, Las Vegas for the Super Bowl, um, my friend who comps everything he pays for us to go to one of those style places, and I'm a little mm-hmm. uncomfortable with it sometimes too. It's like, you know, I don't want a uh, a shrimp that's 400 degrees flipped mm-hmm. into my mouth, yes. you know, because <laughs> Covered in grease, they hit your shirt. Right, yeah.
2: (laughs) Like everything is bad about that whole situation. Um, It's also um, Andrew pointed out, and I feel the same way. Is if you have any weird foodness, like you can't Mm -hmm. foodness—that's a word. um, It's really difficult because you have to say, "Oh well, you know, no, I don't eat that." Can you not put that in or whatever? Mm -hmm. And when you have a full menu, you can just look at the thing and say. This is
1: what I want. Right. And with the Mongolian grill style, you just go get what you want and you don't have to mm-hmm. talk about what you don't want.
2: Right. <laughs> right. You know,
1: just cook this. This is my stuff. Yeah. You know, they this don't go, don't well, how come it. you didn't get any uh, cheese yeah, there, you know? Yeah.
2: Don't talk about
1: it. Just do it. Right. Um, the top story was the article about airplane napkins, um, which led to a uh, throw your phone moment from Andrea Ballard who said, uh, this was a hug my phone moment. Favorite line of the week. I don't know if I've ever disagreed more with an article that means so little.
2: (laughs) That was a good line.
1: (laughs) I know. He really hit it on the head there. uh, Because it it was such a trivial topic. The guy, I mean, what he was complaining about. Is that worth complaining about? Them trying to give you a napkin so your drink doesn't slide off the tray table? Yeah. I mean, and and even... uh, I think uh, Luke's point, one of Luke's points was a cocktail napkin isn't going to be enough to help any spill situation, so why have it? But what if you have just a little bit of a runny nose or you you Mm -hmm. just spilled a little bit of something? I mean, I'd rather have a cocktail napkin than not have one. Well, it also
2: does help a little bit um, because the plastic and then the condensation from the glass and it... Mm -hmm. It helps keep it there a little bit, like a coaster.
0: I'm also with Andrew on food snack bags. I really hate Mm -hmm. eating chips and trail mix and things out of the package. tiny little bags. I don't like (laughs) reaching into a bag where, like, the sides of my fingers or hands are going to get grease on them from the bag. So I also scatter those things on the napkin. Mm
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Very true. Me too. Email from uh, Dr. Rob uh, telling Andrew to... Next time, tell him that he's he has a vagal reaction for um, dental procedures or minor surgeries, and he will he will get the treatment and drugs that he needs. So, good good on you, Doctor Rob. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, hopefully, um, Andrew never has to have a biopsy of his tongue again. That this yeah, is it
1: true. <laughs> yeah, no, no more no more smoking for you, sir. Um, music for your weekend submissions are sparse and. Thus, there there were no music for your weekend, this weekend. Um, I heard the jalapeno Hall- uh, hallelujah song go off
0: in your head when you found out that you didn't have to write down any music for your weekend. I know,
1: I know, because you have to look it up and make sure you spell it right, and that they got it right, and all this
2: bullshit. Do you do you guys believe this? No, I think
0: they just that wanted the... to get to the no point. They
2: didn't want to look. Well, yeah, they didn't.
0: want I wouldn't be surprised if they're sparse but I also think they just wanted to get to the no point because they would have just done it anyway.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could have just worked it out on the air and just pulled up the file with the listener submissions and picked something. But, um, yeah, they wanted to get to the to the no point conversion. And I, I have a few notes about that. The, the Hawks played on Thursday night football, and um, Jeremy Lane actually came to the rescue of... Seahawks betters. I no longer um, gamble on sports, but Seahawks were a six-point favorite, and after a meaningless touchdown at the end from the Cardinals, bringing the score to twenty-two to sixteen, Jeremy Lane blocked the extra point, which <clears throat> is a big, not a big deal in the context of the game, but they beat but the spread. saved a, a lot of Seahawks betters got their <laughs> got their money back on that. On that, so Jeremy Lane is a much maligned Seahawks Seahawks player, but uh, the Seahawks betters that night were very happy that he <laughs> was trying so hard at the end of on a meaningless meaningless play. Luke brings uh, wins above replacement to the table. Jesus Christ, a, this is
0: when my brain broke. As someone who hey, loves baseball even more than football. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's generally used in the context of baseball, but I mean, Luke Luke was right to—he was making a pretty solid argument about um, Richard Sherman's injury. I mean, it's not good for the Seahawks, um, but it's—it's not like—it's not like a basketball team that loses their star player. The Seahawks have a lot of star players, and if they can get some of these other guys back. It's, it's less of a big deal, especially because Shaq Griffin, the rookie, is playing really, really well. Yeah. Um, but I was impressed with their... This was the first no-point conversion where I thought they had an intelligent discussion in a long, long time. Yeah.
0: So. I just cringed when I heard Luke get into stats land because I didn't <laughs> think it could end well. Um, yeah. I will say my one disagreement with the hot takes in this no-point where the, the notion of resting Richard Sherman, especially in hindsight with more information coming out, it was only going to be a matter of time before he blew. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I'm not sure that, you know, holding him back because Thursday's too close to the previous game and the general bitching about Thursday night football. I, I appreciate the fact that it's just not a great idea, but he he was going to go one way or another eventually. and He wasn't going to be playing at 100%. And until his injury mm-hmm. finally caught up to him. So I'm not sure that saving him would have done them any better than just letting him play. Well, it would
1: have been, it would have been another 10 days of, you know, recovery. It couldn't have hurt, but um, I, I knew that he had a, a sore Achilles going in because I was going to pick up um, a couple of defensive backs for the money league that we're in, and Sherman was – Available, but that there was an injury designation on him that he had a sore hamstring and or sorry sore Achilles, and I was like, God, I hope he doesn't play. And then mm-hmm. he did play, and he blew out his Achilles. Yeah. So, what do I you don't guys know.
2: think about the Thursday games?
1: I, I, I like watching Thursday night football. I like that it exists as a consumer, um, and I know each player makes one hundred fifty thousand dollars for having that um that contract for Thursday mm-hmm. night football. So I think if you asked each player individually, will you play one Thursday night game a year for 100 $150,000, they might end up voting yes for it and and uh mm-hmm. even though it's it seems like there's more there are more injuries. I mean, there the NFL says they have statistics to say that they're there are no more injuries on a Thursday game than on a Sunday mm-hmm. game. I'm sure but they do. Anecdotally, the, the players will tell you, like, and and if you've ever played football, even even casual football, you know it takes days to recover. Right. Right. Uh, and, and these guys are hitting harder than we ever hit in the backyard or whatever. So, you know, um, just make the season a week longer and just make sure everyone is... Everyone's operating off the bye.
0: Yeah, that's what I always wondered. Why not just yeah. always have Thursday football be after the bye week?
1: Another S- week of football for us, too. So yeah. we'll have Thursday night right. football and another week of football.
0: Especially in a league where we're becoming fans of players as much as we're becoming fans of teams now. So even if your team's on a bye, I'll watch the Sunday night matchup, yeah. no mm-hmm. matter what teams are in it. And I usually have a rooting interest in at least a couple of players as someone who's becoming Mm -hmm. an increasingly large degenerate gambler for football. Sure. You know, so you learn to appreciate the game more. And I, you know, can do the same thing with baseball and hockey. Um, Good matchups are just good matchups. I'll watch them either way.
2: I just feel like it's something that they need to ask the people that are actually putting their bodies through this and, and have them take a vote. Like, ask the players what... What they want and what their solutions could mm-hmm. be for it. Well, and then listen to them and do it. But Christy, they won't ever do it.
0: The the players <laughs> are property, and thirty three people are profiting immensely.
2: Oh, I know from
0: <laughs> not asking the players what they think. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know. Well, and like I like I said, you might get a majority vote for yes if, when you you put it out there and say, well. We're gonna pull 150 grand out of your pocket if you don't want to play yeah. one game a year on a Thursday mm-hmm. night, and a lot of players might say, "I'll do it," you know. Yeah. Um,
0: well, they, the average football player knows their career is only going to last two and a half years anyway, so um, take the money, yeah. But
1: mm-hmm. yeah, the the Seahawks the last two games have been really, really difficult to watch. I mean, outside of a couple really amazing plays. Uh, I'm going to do a Luke Burbank moment here and and quote my own tweet during the Thursday night mm-hmm. football game. And I I said, um, I would say this game is like watching a monkey fuck a football, but that's disrespectful to horny monkeys. <laughs> Very tough to watch these games, you know. Um, boy, but Russell Wilson was pretty magical. I'm glad I'm glad he uh, he popped out of that tent. Cause he made an amazing play. One <laughs> great play in the game and that's all it took really. Mm-hmm. So. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You can't watch anymore. Christy. Cause I know. sometimes there's a great play.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. That's all I have for Friday.
2: Okay. I'll do some housekeeping. Um, we have a little bit of a contest slash announcement about our merch we want to have your ideas. So give us an idea of a joke or a design for merch. And when do we decide we're going to have the cutoff for that? Do you guys remember?
0: I don't remember. As soon as we get some good ideas.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And then we're going to put it to a vote and we're going to create whichever is our favorite or everybody's favorite. Yeah. And then you can buy your idea hopefully on some merch. Um, and we've so saved your
1: credit card number. So if you vote for the <laughs> the design, we're just going to charge you and send it to you.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah. And and that's a good point. We haven't really saved your credit card number, but um, if your idea is the winning idea, then you win a... um. an item with your, with your ID on it. And I'll
1: Um, charge something else on your credit card number. Something from Shark Tank.
2: (laughs) We would never let Mike have (laughs)
0: credit card numbers. (laughs) You're going to get a free t-shirt with your design on it, but we're going to get a case of scrub daddies. Let's
2: see. So um, also we're going to be having new merch in the store. Just, The same designs, but with an extended variety of items. That is coming soon, as soon as Jeremy has time to do that. So, um, also help with the archive project. We have a lot of weeks, but we just I just assigned the first week of 2017. So it would be nice to try to get it current. Um, Like we've said before, Andrew asked me a lot of questions and. And has been able to build newsletters and rerun shows off of the things that you guys have done. And you've helped me with that. And also our Friday clip shows are all because of the archive. So um, sign up, send me an email at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com and I'll assign you a week. You can buy stuff um, from Amazon at com slash Amazon. You're already going to shop there. Might as well kick us a couple couple pennies for that. Um, earbuds and earworms this week did song about games and they've switched up their format a little bit. And I am really enjoying that a lot. Let's see, send us your favorite clips for the end of the year show. It's getting close and no one has sent, well, not no one, um, people have sent some stuff, but we need some more because we want to have some time off. And lastly, this is something that happened last year um, put together by Melisson um, where you can get 10, 10, cards from tens. So if you send your name and address, mailing address to tbtlcards at com, she'll assign you 10 people to send cards to. You send a holiday greeting and then you get 10 back. It's kind of like a pyramid scam of holiday cards. And it was really fun. And, um, I really liked getting cards from everyone and sending them off to people last year. So if you want in on that, send her an email soon.
0: All right. So yeah, for the cards, TBTLcards at gmail.com. For your merch ideas or to archive, uh, email us, littleredbandwagon at gmail.com or hit the Facebook page. And find everything at littleredbandwagon.com and throwyourphone.com. That Facebook page is Little Red Bandwagon. The Twitter is LRB Podcast. That email address one more time, gmail.com. Voicemails and texts to 802-432-TBTL That's 802-432-8285 And I guess since it's the three of us, we can do this the old-fashioned way. Christy, why don't you get us out of here?
2: Until next time, this is the next party.
1: We love you, Jen. You truly are the hand. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. It's like whenever he's on screen, I'm like, look at the size of that boy's head.